Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo! Mic check, mic check, one, two. Hey, it's Earthbound me. I like Earthbound. Awesome. My name's Andrew. That's Marty. Okay. When you wish <laughs> upon a star makes... No, that's... Podcasts are weird. I might keep that. <laughs> yeah, I just want you to know that.
Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, and this is not really an official episode, but uh, it is time to sort of put one back out there. there it's go. been a while since the last one, and folks have been asking questions. And of course, who is this? Who's talking right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I have Alzheimer's. <laughs> in, case, in case you don't know who I am, uh, my name is Jose Otero, and uh, this is my first week at IGN. Uh, back at IGN, and it's been a wonderful week, and I'm here with three. Really good experts uh, to talk a little bit well, about Earthbound. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. well, you, all, you all love Earthbound. Yes. So yes, that, sure, is, yeah. that is enough yeah. for me. And one of us cosplayed as Ness recently. That might be the person sitting directly to my left. Please introduce yourself. I'm Andrew Goldfarb, wow. and I'm an Earthbound addict. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was me. Beyond. <laughs> Shut wait, up. wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I've worked with you a long time. I've never seen you introduced as the guy that just cosplayed as someone from Earthbound. Is this a true thing? You were I mean, in, in the, the office. office, office. Yeah. Last week. So last yeah. week, Thursday, yeah, yeah. yeah. he okay. came in with the striped shirt. I, yeah, the cap. day Earthbound came out, oh. I, I dressed as. He was holding a Sega bat, which people got really mad. <laughs> <laughs> get really mad. Yeah, yeah it's um. It was uh, shirtness and hatness available on fangamer.net. Yeah. And you also came um, in with your absence plug. pin. And my <laughs> you didn't come in with the Franklin badge, too? Or? No, I should have. Oh, that oh, yeah. would have been awesome. That, cool. Well, I had the the Mother 3 deluxe box or whatever, but I sold it yeah. uh, to move to California, so I actually don't have the Franklin badge anymore. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm the worst. That's a sad story. And I can hear the girls' phone numbers disappearing from your phone. <laughs> <laughs> then I bought the shoes. Goodbye! Let it ruin. Uh, Someone mm. please introduce yourself, Mystery Voice. I'm Brian Altano. <laughs> You guys know me. I'm on the show a lot. Well, we haven't done the show in like a year, so. <laughs> okay. You okay. were on the show. Yeah, I was on the show back when we used to do the show. That does look wonderful, Cold. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Thanks for having me, Jose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me. oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. T- I didn't say that. See, I'm such a jerk. It's fine. I, I never get to talk about stuff. <laughs> too busy talking about yourself and your dumb clothes and. Yeah, that's true. Cosplay. You have a Lucas outfit, too. You I should do. put that out there. I do have a yeah. Lucas one. Yeah. Wow. Represent Ladies. Mother 3. Single. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, our fourth panelist, uh, Marty Sleva. Who just enjoys Earthbound? I don't know. I like Earthbound. I don't have weird stories. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, I, that's, that's kind of where I hover around too. Yeah. Well, like you, in games, you. but not dressing up like. Things <laughs> is that weird? Is that I like it. I mean, uh, no. you know, that that's kind of an interesting point though. This was your the the virtual console release is your first time ever playing, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know when people are always like, "Man, I wish I could like erase my mind and replay this thing or see this thing, experience this thing for the first time." I actually had that for the first time ever where it's like people have been telling me for years it's so great and I went to play it and I'm like it feels familiar because it is a classic Nintendo game but I'd never played it before until last weekend and immediately I was like this is fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. Can you yeah. say fucking awesome? Yeah, can we totally can. Uh, <laughs> if, if we need to censor, uh, your we will be. NBC. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Suck your um, grandma, she's crying. Yeah. Why so, won't they go back to the old one where they don't say fucking? Wiping her face with their Star Fox 64 3D scar. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you remember that? Why won't we be, had one. Why won't games soak tears up? Yeah. All right. Grandma, you're, we're going to kill you now. You're dead. So I, I was in the same boat last summer, actually. It was the first time I had played Earthbound as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I worked with Marty, Bob, and Jeremy over at 1UP then, and they would not always, but when Earthbound would come up, they would each have like these warm memories and, and trade stories, and I was the only guy not part of that. Right. And when you're part of a, one editor of a four editor website, yeah. when you're not part of the conversation, you're like, well, I should probably check this out. Sure. Would, yep. you, would you jump off of a bridge if you're... Uh, <laughs> All right, Dad. I was going to say, you would have loved smoking with teens. <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah. You just won't stop smoking in front of me, so I figured just fuck it. I'm just going to put them inside me, too. 
But I have to agree with Brian that it is a it is a very magical feeling to to be yeah, transported yeah. back. And for okay, there's some people out there who will say uh, very often you cannot go home again, you can't go mm-hmm. back to that point. But you can. You just have to be willing to. Like sure. some people feel like graphics and and the state of the way the games are made now totally erase the possibility of going back to an old game and enjoying it for what it is. Sure. Yeah. But I feel that Earthbound is one of the exceptions that yeah. it's just a well made game. Yeah. I mean, right. I, I feel like the and kind of the entirety of the 16-bit era is is going to be timeless. I mean, there's never going to be a point where something like Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, or Mario World, or Yoshi's Island doesn't look amazing. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. look and play amazing. Whereas, like, N64, if you go back... Uh, I don't know. Try oh, to go man, back to play Gold s- yeah. Or, yeah, or Ooh, Ocarina of Time. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like everyone remembers Ocarina of Time looking like Ocarina of Time 3D, and yeah. it does not. Like, yeah, it, at like all. Yeah. that is why the what was it? Greco, I think, did that. Like that. Uh, is, Greco was a code developer. Yeah. Like yeah, I, right. I like, I love that. I, I wish, honestly, more N64 games came to uh, to 3DS with that treatment. Yeah. You know, because like it would help the nostalgia and, and help you like look back in it. You know, in like a fonder way. But, yeah, it's but, so true. When I think of Ocarina of Time now, I think of the 3DS version. Yeah. I don't think of like the Link who was eight triangles. Six triangles. And like, a hat. Tape He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stairs, one, the one stairs are just it. a ramp. Like there's yeah. no, yeah. I and mean, all, it, yeah. When you walk up to a fence, it's just like a really blurry JPEG. Yeah. Like but at the time, it was so magical. And I yeah. think, Marty, you're right, is like, especially 16-bit, like, mm. it's perfect. Like, I mean, so, anything sprite-based, just like, I don't know, it's like the nostalgia is still all there. Even when they're stretched exactly out, when it. it's in a high resolution, like, yeah. even when you see every square of every pixel, it still holds up and yeah. it still yeah. looks good. And you and, just have to be willing Goldfarb to play them. And was like, yeah. Brian, you're going to love this game, like, writing-wise, because it's really, it's really funny and it's really, like, it it's kind of breaks the fourth wall a lot. Yeah. But I'm going to warn you, it plays like an old-school JRPG, and I know you don't like those. Yeah. And I was like, well, let me clarify. I don't like RPGs now. And it's not that I don't like them. It's that I don't really have the time for them. You don't like grinding and all yeah. that. The, the baggage but that comes with The old-school JRPGs is exactly what I love about RPGs because mm-hmm. it was just like you got it. It was Everything was right there in front of you. Yeah. They didn't bog you down with hours of cutscenes. Like I feel like you play an RPG now. You start, and like five minutes in, they're like, go talk to this old man. He's got an hour story to tell yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you're there forever, and it's like, let's go learn about combat. But Earthbound, like it kind of just throws you in, and you're just like, all right, I'm going to go walk around. Oh, God, there's a meteor. Let me talk to my parents. But I sat down to play it, and it was like, name the boy. And I was like, all right, I can do that. And I was like, name the girl. And I was like, crap. <laughs> this, is, this is a stupid RPG. It's going to take me hours. And then the next thing was like, what's your favorite food? And I was like, fucking pizza. <laughs> this is awesome. And then they were like, yeah. what was your favorite thing? And I was like, pussy. <laughs> this and is that really... actually comes back to haunt you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one told me. <laughs> wow. I don't think <laughs> I will. I will be just be careful what you call your favorite thing. <laughs> no, I'm glad I didn't say that my favorite food was pussy because otherwise my mom would be like, "Come and eat this pussy all the time." <laughs> NBC, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the next generation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that, I mean, it's funny though. Going, going back Does to your mom gives style. you a lot of pizza in there. <laughs> yeah, she certainly does. <laughs> I don't know um, how to recover from I mean, what you're saying. Welcome to IGN, Jose. <laughs> yeah. Going back to the humor and kind of the art style, it's funny how those things. The game is so quirky, and there are all these ridiculous characters, and like the this insane villains, yeah. like and the the hippie, and like all the the <laughs> sure. crazy businessman, like all these like weird enemies and stuff. And it's funny because like um, some of the fan art and stuff out of the Earthbound community is like incredible. Like these incredible artists uh, have you know John Kay, Camille Young, and all these people are like so talented. But then there are also, also these things called flukes that used to be part of Starman.net, which were mm-hmm. people just making like shitty stri- uh, sprite-based comics, like using Earthbound yeah, assets. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah. 
even those have so much heart, and, and some of them are really stupid, yeah. but, like, even those have so much heart and you're able to recreate these scenarios in a way that you obviously can't do with, like, a modern, like, it's like no one's like, oh, man, I opened up Maya and recreated, like, these 18 character models so that sure. I can make this yeah. funny comic. Yeah. Like, and I mean, it's it, there's something, I don't know, there's something kind of charming and fun. And, I, lo- and I just, loved, you get to, like, the second or third town, and I live in San Francisco, so I'm used to seeing this shit, but there's, like, a real hippie farmer's market <laughs> where there's like 15 oh, dudes with yeah, blankets right. and they just have all this they're like hey man you want to buy some signs <laughs> some other guys like I got really fresh bananas man they were, they were raised in organic dirt and you're like I'm yeah. playing Earthbound this game is like 20 years old and it's still incredibly yeah. like all the references in it still feel fresh. Everything yeah. still feels like Mr. T walking down the street. Yeah. Is still yeah. Fresh. yeah, yeah, for sure. And there's all these great characters. Like you're in the pharmacy and there's a dog in there, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Hey, I've been possessed by a game designer." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really, really uh, cute. Press A to do this thing. I don't know what that means. I'm a dog. <laughs> Back up a little bit before uh, we get too deep into this. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Earthbound, right, was a was an RPG that came out on the Super Nintendo uh, in 1994 in Japan and 1995 in the West. Yep. Um, this was before Chrono Trigger and before Final Fantasy VI, which were two of the defining sure. Super Nintendo RPGs. Yeah. Like, yeah, you absolutely. know, Chrono Trigger being the you know dream project collaboration. Yeah, were you telling me that when this game came out, people were like, "Those graphics are not good." Well, that was so that was the sticking point. Uh, the major criticism kind of lobbied against Earthbound, outside of it being a Dragon Quest clone, which essentially it is. Right, except it's contemporary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that these graphics um, were not some of the best things you've seen on Super Nintendo? And this was a time to—I mean, we're talking about the '90s, where a lot of people like that wow factor. It had to look good. It had to like really look like a good game to be to to get attention. And yeah. maybe today. That's somewhat true, but not as much. I mean, it doesn't come up as much in reviews like what a game looks like anymore yeah. versus back then that was a super probably common thing sure. to find. And that's also what's so interesting about Earthbound in general is like it had so many hurdles. Like it, it came, you know, I I'm, I don't think it did in Japan. In Japan, I think it was a normal Super Famicom cart in a normal box. But in the U.S., it was an oversized box, yeah. came with a player's guide. It was like $100 to buy yeah. this game. Yeah. Like, well, and RPGs was... were still a niche market. Like, they exactly. tried to yeah. obviously package yeah. it and present it, not yep. to cut you off, but yeah, you're right. No, yeah, fine. yeah. It comes yeah. with a player's guide, and it came with stuff to just get people into the game and, and admiring how quirky and charming yeah. that stuff was. I mean, was. the player's guide was the thing where the enemies were, it wasn't just like a picture of the enemy, it was this clay model, yep. you know, and every like character in the game had this like clay model picture, and in the back was a scratch and sniff stuff. And yep. They had all this I leftover mean, clay from the weird Nintendo power covers you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, and it, that's what's that's cool, right. though. Like, you've seen, um, I mean, people have recreated some of those clay models, but they use those. Uh, if you have the Japanese soundtrack, there was like a thing in the back that folded out and hit all of those clay models just yeah. lined up. And it's like, it really is every character in the, in game, the game, every yeah. villain, every NPC, everyone in your party. Yeah. Like, it is ridiculous yeah. that, how much time that must have taken. Yeah. And, like, I just love that. I don't know. Like, Earthbound, everything about it to me feels like a labor of love. Yeah. And, and you know, that's why it, it is funny that maybe people, like, at the time were like, oh, visually this is crap. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I think it got picked on for uh, sampling music, you yeah, know, yeah. in, in oh, a lot of cases. Time, and there, yeah. there are all kinds of interesting Definitely. things that, like, 
people, you know, criticize and pick apart in this game. But I don't know, like, for me, it's, like, the perfect combination of, like, the magic of game making. Yeah, and, yeah and, and to your point, like, the whole thing about you saying it was a love letter sort of to – it is very much a love letter to America, right? This yeah. is America yeah. through mm-hmm. the eyes of a Japanese writer yeah. at the time, right? Shigesato Itoe, the creator of Earthbound, uh, sort of wrote this story. It takes place in Eagle Land, like, yeah. hello. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know what was the deal with naming the, the each town, like, one uh, – On it, yeah, yeah, one, uh, yeah, three, three, on it, four sides. yeah, three or three in the Japanese one, yeah, and then Winters. and that stuff. I'm not entirely sure what what that was, but it was also one of these games where like each main character sort of came from a different place. Like, okay, Paula was the closest thing. Like, you discover really early on she's yeah. in Tucson and you need to save her. But then you have characters like Pooh and characters like Jeff who are way remote and who have yep. to come in and sort of yeah, save the yeah. day and present themselves yeah. later. Well, and then it gets progressive. Like, the thing about Earthbound is like, like yeah, it starts the meter crash and like buzz buzz and all this weird stuff. But like, it kind of eases you into how weird the world is. Cause, yeah. Because when you really think about, like, the beginning of that game versus the point when you're, like, talking to, like, Mr. Saturn and, like, you're, yeah, like, yeah. all over this, like, mm-hmm. weird yeah. shit. Like, I mean, like, it kind of... It it, it it doesn't quite go off the rails until, like, hours and hours in. No, but. sure. But there's still insane things that, like, I really didn't get when I played it as a kid. But going back, and it's like, wow, you get to, like, the happy, happy people, and they are pretty much the Ku Klux Klan. Yes. Like, yeah. the Ku Klux Klan captured <laughs> this, like, 14-year-old girl. Yeah. Like, yep. this is insane. Um, I mean, you go through that, like, portal inside of uh, inside of the bar in uh, Forsyth, and all of a sudden you go to Moonside where everything's backwards, and you have yep. to say no if you want and things to happen. everyone's talking backwards. Everyone's talking and, backwards, yeah. and you're fighting, like, melting clocks. <laughs> I mean, I guess to the point where, yeah, I mean, visually it wasn't quite where something like Chrono Trigger was. I mean, absolutely sure. not. But its game is so damn charming. And I know people use that word a lot, but to me it's like something like a Charles Schultz comic where, like, Peanuts, I don't know, a Charlie Brown special doesn't look that great, but it just exudes that sort of, like, mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. And, and when there's multiple layers to the writing, yeah, and that's yeah, what you can appreciate from yeah, it. Yeah, no, like Calvin Hobbs or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why I appreciate the localization for Earthbound so much. And it's actually, like, even now, like, when I like when I play, like, Persona 4 Golden recently, like, like everything about it being contemporary, being so funny, having these crazy characters, like, I always think back to Earthbound, whether that was inspiration for something like this or not. Like, I always find myself relating games like that to Earthbound. It's kind of like... It's like, you know, the stupid cliche of, like, falling in love with someone and that relationship ends. And then for the rest of your life, everyone you meet, you compare to that person. You know, it's like that is – Earthbound is that game for me. Like, whenever a game is set – you know, has a contemporary setting and and even tries anything with humor, I will always forever compare it to Earthbound. Do you compare every woman to Earthbound? I do. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, do you have a Paula dress? (laughs) Or a Jeff shirt, whatever. I I love – like, I mean, it's like a few hours in, somebody's like, hey, you want a bicycle? And you're like, what? And then you're riding a bike around town, which yeah. is like, that doesn't happen in, in no. RPGs or anything. Yeah, unless you're Pokemon. Then. Pokemon, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pokemon. yeah, yeah. I remember playing Pokemon and being like, holy shit, it's Earthbound. Yeah. 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 For the most and part. It's, like, I just love all the different characters you meet that are just completely insane and they just, they all fold into the world and you don't even think about it. Yeah. Like, you're walking around and you fight a mushroom and you get a mushroom on your head. And you're like, oh, crap. I yeah. got to go to the hospital. Now my controls are all messed up. you go to the yeah. hospital and you're like, oh, someone's going to remove this surgically. And no, there's this weird guy and he's like, I'll give you 50 bucks for that. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a doctor. You're a weird guy that just like wants mushrooms from my head. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Look, look, at a, look at Orange Kid too and look at Apple Kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, Orange yeah, Kid yeah. is the, the town hottie who everyone thinks mm-hmm. is an inventor. Yeah. He asks you for money. You pay him. He gives you nothing. Yeah. He, yeah. You just walk in. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm working on it. Then you go over to Apple Kid. Everyone makes fun of. He's practically like the the town pariah or pig pen from from Peanuts. 
And you go to his house, you find something in his garbage, but you offer to pay him as well, and he will reach out and say, hey, I made you something, yeah, dude. Yeah, and he's yeah. a mess. Multiple times through the game. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Those Orange are what's so like cool. The, the guy that goes on Kickstarter. And he's like, <laughs> Give me your money. Right? Do anything you're yeah, the exactly. guy who went on Kickstarter. <laughs> in 1995. Yeah, I mean, that's what's funny. All those, like, support characters you have through the game are hilarious. Like, I mean, like, even, like, the safe system of calling your dad yeah. and, like, like, calling Mock Pizza to come to you and Escargo Express. And, like, your character all these gets little... home sick and has to call his mom. It's really oh, yeah. weird. It's oh, yeah. the first time that happened. Yeah. When you look, I looked at his, like, the, the status and it was, like, homesick. And, like, this thing popped up and it's like, you really haven't been home in a while. Yeah. Stay out of your I'm like, that's it's like, holy crap. That's so touching. <laughs> you, almost, you almost picked up the phone and called, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you yeah, want yeah. to call home yeah. almost. Yeah. yeah. Just and instinctually. I, 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 one of my favorite things is you, uh, there's those guys that sell the signs that we were laughing about. And if you buy one, I was like, what the hell is this? You can be anywhere in the world and you're like, I have too many items. I gotta get rid of this shit. You hold up a sign and some guy comes running <laughs> through the mountains. And he's like, holy crap, I've been <laughs> searching for hours. Which, like, if you think about it, is crazy. And he gets to you and you're like, I just, do you want to buy a ketchup packet? For- <laughs> and he's like, yeah, dude, I'll give you a dollar for that. Thank you so much. And he leaves. And you're like, now I can carry more shit. And this crazy person ran through the desert to buy a ketchup packet off of me. Which is like just a really smart way. Yeah. To, most games just go, your inventory's full, drop your shit in the garbage, or just yeah. leave it right there. You're encumbered. You can't yeah. run. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and mechanically, this game introduces, or at least tried out, so many ideas that I don't remember a lot of RPGs trying then. Mm-hmm. And a lot of RPGs post are found, I don't feel adopted very well. Yeah. It, it is uh, one of the first RPGs I played where the minute you're really strong and overleveled against everything that's in a zone, you just touch something, it dies instantly. Yeah. 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 Just and also certain experience. zones that you clear, you beat mm-hmm. the boss of, you walk back out, and all of the people in that level are like, oh, shit! <laughs> and they run like yeah, crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. Instead of embracing you and attacking you, like, get the hell away from that yeah. guy! No, yep. yeah, definitely. Yeah, someone was just, uh, oh, God, I'm never going to remember what site it was on, but someone pointed out even like little things like the... The scrolling, like your HP, it gives you yeah. time. Like it's like like someone related to bleeding, which I thought was really yeah. appropriate mm-hmm. because it's like slowly trickling down. And like before it gets to zero, you still have time to yeah, like, yeah. Finish like the heal battle. somebody or, or yeah. finish the yeah. battle exactly. Yeah. And like that's yeah. like a really cool mechanic that you don't like. People should be stealing these things. Like use mm-hmm. these ideas yeah. in your RPGs because they're brilliant and like yeah. they're really like. Honestly, they're really ahead of their time, I think, because like that was when, like, if you play most SNES era JRPGs, they are very similar. Yeah. Like they are, they have like the same basic mechanics, and I think it's like really cool seeing something that kind of bucks that trend a little bit and sure. does its own thing. Yeah, it is interesting that something that looks so much like a Dragon Quest clone, even though it's again contemporary, had all of these little ideas kind yeah. of inserted, yeah. Yeah. and was a love letter to America, and yet people just kind of looked at it and just only <clears throat> sort of judged it by the way it looked. It's 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 really unfortunate, and I'm glad. That after a what almost nineteen year campaign yeah. slash hiatus, uh, and Earthbound fans like Starman.net uh, or websites like Earthbound Central constantly yep. trying to keep awareness and drum up oh. awareness for this series, mm-hmm. and this finally happened, and Nintendo said, "Yeah, we'll put it out." We didn't put it out at thirty yen the way we did in Japan. You're yeah. going to pay ten dollars, but you guys can have Earthbound. Yeah. And that's what's I mean, like to put some of that in context. Yeah, so this game came out in uh, nineteen ninety five. There was in in North America. There was. Uh, at Space World 99 or 2000, I think, they showed Earthbound 64, 64 yeah. which yeah. was this N64 game. I believe it was even playable at the show. Like, it yeah. was far enough along that, like, there you can find footage of Earthbound 64. There's a trailer out. Um, and then, like, nothing. Yeah. Like, like, that game just vanishes. And then in 2006, uh, Mother 3 comes out, yeah. which is 
clearly the same game. You see Flint, you see Lucas. It's yeah, like very right. clearly inspired from that yeah, same but game. But for the GBA. So but for Game Boy Advance, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of interesting that that 2003, I guess, in between that was um, Earthbound 1 plus 2, which was <laughs> what we call Earthbound 0 here, plus Mother 2, which is Earthbound um, on a Game Boy Advance yeah. cartridge, never came here. So it's like in Japan, again, like this game comes out, you know, yes, it's eight years, but they get a re-release on Game Boy Advance. Three years later, they get a sequel on Game Boy yeah. Advance. Then they get a number of console, and it's like throughout that entire time, nothing. The only thing that officially came out in North America was Earthbound, and we're just sitting and yeah. watching these yeah. things in Japan. And Nintendo's still teased with like Smash Brothers. Exactly. Like, Nest Nest the and the then original Lucas. Smash Brothers. <clears throat> yeah. It's like they were actively trying to keep the franchise away from us. Yeah, yeah it, it, that's yeah. almost what it feels like. I mean, like. I'm a huge hardcore Nintendo fan, and this was like a secret to me. Like, yeah. It wasn't yeah. until Smash Brothers where I was like, who's this guy? What's his story? What's, yeah. what's this world? Why, why does he have a yo yo? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's what's so interesting, like that now. That it is finally out, and it is. Yeah, it's what uh, eighteen years, I guess. Yeah, I think it was eighteen, years. nineteen. Like that is nuts. Which? And, oh no, sorry. I'll no, no, no. Sorry. I mean, that's that's it. It just it, it's again like it, it is incredible to me that you know fans like like the people they're talking about like on Starman.net are so loyal and so dedicated that they waited almost two decades and they continue to support this game like they had petitions they were like that was like the first forum community I was ever yeah, a part yeah, of right. like, and really quick it just offered mind. people a lot of people their first chance to legally give money to this game because yeah. unless you were way ahead of the time and playing this game in 95 yeah. then you had to emulate it to play I had to yeah. play it last summer yeah. you know what that means yeah exactly yeah. you exactly. know what yeah. I had to yeah. do to yeah. play it and, and it says it's 500 bucks on eBay for more than that for like yeah. a box copy of this game if you want even just the cartridge you're probably going to pay about a 200 like yeah. that is insane it is right now cheaper for you to buy a basic model wii u and buy earthbound for ten dollars and get download the free strategy guide than it would be to find an actual super nintendo a super nintendo cartridge and the strategy guide yeah that is crazy yeah. and i have a feeling well, we were talking about this but that price is probably going to go up now that there's like a whole new legion of earthbound yes. fans for the because first time people want to collect it like people the the price has never been about people buying it to play it i mean for some people sure but i think for the most part it's a collector's market yeah and yeah. so now you're creating new fans and they want to acquire these earthbound goods some of which yep. are 20 years old and they become expensive and more recently like band presser released like all the plush toys and figures and stuff mm-hmm. that you can get for reasonable prices but yeah. yeah like the classic stuff and especially yeah. like like you mentioned the scratch and sniff cards if you mailed that away answered right you got a mock yeah. pizza air freshener like that thing is super rare and yeah. it's like wow. that is cost as much as the game in some cases yeah. like it's, it's, the, just, <clears> it's the one piece missing from my mother collection is really? a copy of a legal copy of North American uh, yeah Earthbound I want it in the box I want it with the player's guide I'm gonna pay a mint for it I'm yeah. just waiting I'm biding my time and I have a friend who does have it and will be willing to sell it I'm just worried what the price will be because oh, he wow. knows what he's sitting on he I does. could make you so wow. mad right now Jose yeah. uh, what? I, I will say this there is an item on my desk that was partially bartered for with the box and cartridge for Earthbound. I kept really? the players guide. It's probably some dumb uh, Bioshock garbage. It is. It is, is it, it the is. murder of crows? Yeah. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Uh, that's a hell of a trade. Well, yeah. that's a good trade for you. I, I just I need to get that and probably uh, when I go back to Japan, I'm definitely going to try and round up more mother yeah, merch. People I mean, sell the empty box on eBay a lot. I mean, it's like 100 bucks, but I mean like you uh, can you can it, seriously though, it is just 100 bucks for that empty box. But, but I mean for a I Super mean, Nintendo game yeah, from 19 exactly. years ago. It, it sounds crazy, but if you piece out your It doesn't set, sound crazy, go for it. It is crazy, but it I'm is. just saying if you were to buy a complete copy of Earthbound box strategy guide cartridge for 500 bucks or if you were to buy the cartridge for 150, the empty box for 100 and the strategy guide for 75 or whatever like mm-hmm. you can piece it together sure. for cheaper than it would cost to buy it whole
But do you guys remember the marketing campaign around this game? The uh, it was play it loud, See, that correct? Idea. Yeah. yeah, and it and was this game. Stinks. This game stinks. Because <laughs> what year was this? 95. 95, 95 again. So, yeah, like, mid-90s. All of the marketing was so aggressive between mm-hmm. uh, Sony and, or Sega and Nintendo back yeah. then. Yep. So it was just like, fuck your boogers, stupid face. <laughs> like, I don't want to buy your can. Yeah. I mean, there was that Yoshi's Island commercial where the guy just eats so much that he explodes. Yep. And then it's like, Yoshi's Island. It's like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> and all the, the Game Gear ads are like, oh, what are you going to play? A, a black and white system? Like a poor kid? <laughs> I just like their games. <laughs> You're fucking blind, retard. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yeah, it's Jeez. really funny how aggressive Nintendo marketing used to be. And I actually really – the new Pikmin 3 ads remind me of like old school Nintendo ads. Yeah, totally. I actually kind of like those totally. commercials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then didn't they do a, like a year or two ago, they did like these like print ads that were almost reminiscent of like old school Nintendo ads. I remember you and Drucker talking yeah, about Yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah. But for yeah, but for Earthbound, it was this game stinks. Yep. And it was just like why would anybody want to buy that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and it's 100 bucks. Sure, yeah. Have yep. fun with that one. Yep. So you mentioned uh, you mentioned before the music, little troubles over the music. Do you want to sure, talk a little sure. about that? Like, oh that's yeah, an interesting thing that not a lot of people definitely. Know. Yeah, the internet uh, entity known as Tomato, a uh, real name is Clyde Mandolin, put together a, uh, a an article that went through all of you know sort of the legal gray areas of Earthbound, from mm-hmm. character likenesses to um, me- specifically the music. There were samples used or sampling used, um, even for a cartridge on the Super Nintendo, which was you know interesting. But they sampled, you know, songs like from the Beatles, like Good Morning, Good Morning. When you sleep in an inn and you wake up, you hear this little, it's maybe a two to five second uh, clip. Okay, quick audio footnote. In case you are unaware of the sort of legal ramifications of what's going on uh, with the Earthbound situation, here is a quick example. If you paid the fee to stay at an inn, you would be greeted in the morning with this sound. Now, does it sound familiar? Well, let me play a quick track of the Beatles. Good morning, good morning. There are a couple of other examples of this. If you want to know more about uh, the situation with Earthbound's legal issues, there's a great blog over at earthboundcentral.com. Just Google Earthbound legal issues. It should be the first result. We can violate copyright too, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. And hey, we uh, bought our ten dollars coffee, and, and, and it's not one of the others. They also owe uh, what's the guy's name? Chuck Berry. Yeah, for Johnny yeah. Be Good. They, there's a sample of that. There's a sample of a lot of different music. And crazy thing is, even with Mother Three, there's some samples. Like yeah. uh, when you fight a, uh, a slightly off topic, and we're gonna save more Mother talk for a bigger, like series-wide discussion. Maybe we can all sort of play some of the older games and, and yeah. Mother Three and sure. get together. I've, and do I've a played Rio. with Bon Zero. I've never played Mother Rio Three. Rio Rio Rio. Really waiting for that yeah. legal translation. And yeah. I'm, oh, God, I don't want to say how we're gonna have to play this game. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, I own the ROM, so I'm I'm safe. You three have your own problems <laughs> um but but yeah th- this the uh in in mother three they have when you fight a bat for example they have right as the fight starts and it's like yeah that's batman like yeah that's not even like a couple of notes no we straight up jack yeah well there's so many like even like uh visually right like the the red cross example we use all the time oh yeah that's right hospitals there was a a literal red cross on top of the hospital and like that is a trademark symbol by the red cross <laughs> yeah. so it got to the point where that's removed and it's even removed from all the hats of the mm-hmm. nurses inside it's the crazy, hospital that's actually like, like iconography that made it into like every single video game eventually yeah, that's right. the red cross one day was like hey um 
stop. <laughs> and no, that that's a good thing. We help people, and you want to help people in the game. But like, no, yeah. we can't remove the eggplant curse. <laughs> stop coming here. Sure, sure. Um, so I guess I, I didn't plan a, a full episode or to keep us all here for too long. So, you know, what other topics do you guys want to sort of explore with Earthbound? Or if we're done, you know, we can wrap here because, you know, this isn't an official Nintendo voice chat yet, but we are definitely in the works of rebooting and planning and giving you guys something cool. Wait, so where, where are you at now? I'll yeah. In the game. Um, I just, let's see, I just erased the... Giant pencil. pencil. <laughs> okay. Okay. Which was like it was it was great because there's a giant pencil in the road and it's yeah. like how do you get rid of this and then you get an eraser. Yeah. I'm like oh well obviously. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No. This is a the yeah. the enemies have suddenly turned like into space enemies. It's yeah. Come, all of a sudden <laughs> yeah, there's like UFOs and yeah. yeah like yeah. you start off you're fighting dogs and gnats and lizards and stuff and rats for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, they don't like there's crows that drop cookies, which yep, none yep. of them they wear sunglasses and stuff. They're like, they're like jazz crows. I don't really get it. Um, and then all of a sudden you're like, you're fighting a, a talking tree and like space aliens. I'm like, all right, I'll ride it out and see where we're going with it. And that's what I was saying before. Like, again, it, it, it eases you into it. It's, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is weird. It's a crow and a real world animal. It's wearing sunglasses. That's sure charming and strange. And then like later you're like, I don't even know what the fuck that thing is. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. just, it definitely gets weirder and weirder as you go, but in such a cool way. It does like when I notice when you get the mushroom on your head, it changes the controls, and they're like, you know, just turn the controller sideways. And I'm playing on Wii U, so I can't do that because I'm playing on the gamepad, which means like I, I tried turning it sideways, and now the whole screen sideways. <laughs> like I can't keep up with this. Forget it. So every time I get the mushroom on my head, I have to go back to that crazy crackhead guy. <laughs> You're like, buy this off of me. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna keep playing. I love it. Okay, it's well, so good. Marty, are you playing it yet, or are you playing? No, to... I'm afraid to have my uh, have to install a system update. <laughs> it took like <laughs> yeah, I know. It took like an hour. I mean, this was the first time. Uh, I mean, not the I'm the only time, one but... who kept turning on my Wii U at this yeah, table. Yeah, no, I, I no, Brian. Okay. Brian I haven't played it since uh, Lego Undercover. I think yeah, I mean, I beat. I, I hadn't really I, played. I think since. I put a hundred hours into that game. By the way, wow. as you should. Like okay. the game's awesome. Again, yeah. like it's like it's this weird thing where like I really want to play Pikmin. I really want to play a lot of things, but it's it's more. It, like I have a crazy backlog for every system, you know, and it, it it's when I'm sitting down and playing Vita and PS3 and 360 and all these other things, it's like Wii U. I'm like, oh my god, there are so many Wii U games I haven't even thought of getting to yet. Like honestly, the only game I have sen- actually like beaten and spent substantial time with was Mario U, mm-hmm. and I played a little bit of Scribble Knots and kind of sampled stuff at E3, of course, and I play like Nintendo Land and everything. But, I have um, some advice for you though. Okay. Stop getting platinum trophies, and you'll have yeah. plenty of time. I tell these guys this all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much. All the time. These guys like i don't have time for this i'm like yeah because you platinum miley cyrus dance restaurant i have it no my platinums are good platinums i'm trying to platinum he did a hotline miami dance restaurant how many hours did you put into hotline miami trying to platinum it Okay. Not, not that we not should that be talking no, about exactly. platinum yeah. trophies it's on not a that Nintendo podcast. Yet, I, I, your point is well taken. Like, you know what yeah. you don't get a trophy in? Time management. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> womp womp. But anyway, back to what I was saying, the system update for having not played in a while took quite a while. It took yeah. probably like 40 minutes or maybe okay. more. My internet kind of sucks though. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did anyone in, at this table have a problem with the $10 price tag? The internet no. seems to have no. a problem with Dude, it. Dude, the internet's the worst. Again, I've been waiting sorry, for so long. I feel like I would have happily even paid like 25 or 29 or something. I mean, I'm like not it. sorry. So internet, here's, like, yeah. here's yeah, yeah. My, my, my thing with money is that it's always um, – it's not worth how much time you're going to spend complaining about something. If like you look at like even what minimum wage is, if you look at minimum wage, like if you got paid minimum wage to bitch about shit, 
you could afford most of the things you were complaining about. If you just use that time to like, actually work. If you're at your yeah. job and you're like, $10, and you talk about it for a half an hour, like, that extra three bucks, you just made that bitching. Yeah. And you could have taken that money, put it back in, and shut the fuck up. Like, and it was the same thing with, like, people that complained about mandatory installs and stuff. During this generation, people were like, oh, man, I installed Devil May Cry. It took 25 minutes. Oh, what'd you do during that time? I fucking bitched about it. <laughs> For how long? Like an hour. <laughs> okay, well, then you fucked that up. Like, yeah. you you don't understand the, like, the time is, like, it's all just the sandbag from... You know, Indiana Jones, and like you put the thing, you take the statue, like you replace things with the time you take and the money you take and stuff like that. And I feel like if you're complaining about a ROM being, what, $3 more than it should be, I mean, you're probably also complaining that it was $7 to begin with in another Mm -hmm. country, or that it's five, or that it's not free. Because some people go, well, you know, my friend gave me a bunch of games on a disc and I got them for free. Or, you know, you can just press, type it into Google and get it for free. Yeah, you're also stealing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as as you pointed out, if you got the deluxe bundle of Wii U and you've been buying stuff in the eShop, you actually have credit to put towards this kind of thing anyway. I go and I check that every now and then. You know, I I download most of my games and every now and then I go and check and it's like, hey, you have a bunch of $5 gift cards. I'm like, cool. And I got Earthbound for free. I don't even think about it. And when I did that it registered it and then it started chipping away at the net you know gave me money back for that too so like i don't know it's 10 bucks yeah you know like yeah it's 10 bucks for a franchise that deserves to be supported and i you know like you you mentioned clyde earlier like that's someone who translated he is a professional translator like he localizes games professionally he got into the rom hack scene and then went from there exactly he professionally trained like this game has been translated it was a part of a large fan effort and they recently offered to nintendo no strings attached oh for mother three you mean yeah yeah Yeah, sorry just put in context um and yeah i mean that is if you support earthbound and show nintendo that people give a shit about this franchise that could happen. We could get Mother 3. You could yeah. be making a difference. And that's so, why like, I don't mind putting money towards this so do we? Does, does anyone at this table believe that the $10 that a lot of us are spending could, in theory, go towards getting Mother 3 or having some I was going to ask. On a big enough scale. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean I they're think, obviously watching those numbers. Yeah, it would be silly sure, for sure. them not to. I think Nintendo's yeah. watching their download numbers more than they ever have right yeah. now. And I'm, yeah. I think that those numbers have made a substantial turn. If you look at Fire Emblem and Animal Crossing that had, what, 20% and 30% respective attach rates from download yeah. To, yeah. to retail. Like, that's the thing they're watching now. And I think it makes sense because to me, when I grab my Wii U and I turn it on, I have a bunch of games sitting there. And I don't have to get up. I don't have to put a disc in. And, you know, I play my Wii U the way you play your Vita where you're watching TV and movies and stuff like that. And you have something on the couch and you're just kind of playing it away and that's why earthbound's great for that because you can just walk around grind level up kind of mindlessly look down play for a few minutes and actually follow the story and look back up and watch sons of anarchy or whatever you're doing yeah so um what was the question (laughs) well (laughs) well, yeah it's it's just where i guess marty just phrased or put out there you know do we think mother three is possible if this sells well and i mean how do you feel far like what do you think i mean like yes i would like to hope yes i mean i Again, this is a franchise where, and I like it on Wii U a lot, but this is a franchise where like, I feel like that Mother 1 and 2 collection in Japan nailed it because uh, portable, this would be so good. And yeah. I would I would like so happily pay like 50 bucks or maybe even more for a uh, 3DS collection of yeah, Mother, Mother 1, 2, 3. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, if, they, if they could just, because Earthbound Zero, you know, was translated here, but mm-hmm. never available for commercial release. Uh, Earth, or Mother 3, rather, has never been actually translated. Like, call it the Earthbound Collection. Like, yeah. give them new... Sure. Fancy titles and just release all three here on 3DS. I think yeah. that'd be amazing. Or start making a brand new one. Because or, like, I mean, yeah. I, if you look at a lot of this stuff, I think for sure that 
the reason, well, not the reason, but one of the reasons Fire Emblem sold so well is because we had, what, two Smash Brothers games in a row with those characters. Not a lot of Fire Emblem games in the U.S. And all of a sudden, people are like, who are these guys? Martin what is, Roy. Yeah, what <laughs> is this franchise? What is this all about? And for me, Earthbound, like when I saw those characters in Smash Brothers, and I was just like, who are these guys? Yeah. Now when I go back and I see them again, I will immediately identify. I'm like, I know who that is. I know who that is. Yeah. I know what this town is. That's so cool. Like, I'll have a whole new appreciation for it. So if they bring Earthbound characters back, and I think they are, right, for the next Smash Brothers game? Mm-hmm. And we are, they haven't they confirmed haven't it. Said it but, but, I mean, it's hard to imagine. Like, we saw a yo-yo somewhere. It's hard to imagine they wouldn't bring back at least, at least the next. original N64 roster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but they haven't technically said it. Cool. Yeah. I mean, Itoi did say recently that it would be impossible, I think his wording was, for a fourth entry in the series. Well, like, he also I mean, calls the fourth entry into series like your life. Your yeah. life is your, your mother-like mother experience. Yeah. yeah, that's what, so, you know. I don't he's know. poetic like that. That's yeah. his thing. I don't know? know if we will ever see a true new, at least not from him, a new I wish I could get out of work but... like that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what today's feature is? Your life. Let's yeah. go outside. <laughs> oh, no, I'm on vacation. <laughs> Well, what about, why aren't you at work? Oh, because, you know, I left you with so much magic <laughs> that you just, that's in you now forever, and I don't have, I'm going to go sleep. So what's yeah. what's Itoi doing now? Uh, he is uh, selling, right now, one of his selling projects. Selling signs in a park. You no, know, <laughs> is uh, the, uh, I forgot the name, the planner. There's a sort of a planner that uh, his company is sort of behind that, that makes him money. Apparently they sell a it on the web. Like a digital planner? Like no, a like, a, like, a, like a physical, like a physical like... hardbound, like notebook. Yeah. Uh, I'm just forgetting the name of it off the top of my head, but he doesn't really dabble in games anymore. Every once in a while, he'll do, uh, uh, he'll like guest on an Awada ass. Yeah. Like uh, there was a Mario 25th anniversary and he was doing, he was hand- moderating the questions with, with uh, Miyamoto. Um, yeah, you don't really see him, at least in games, he has just kind of backed away gracefully, gracefully a, like, at that. Yeah. Even though, I, I will say this, and I would save this, though, for a, a Mother Series kind of thing. I do think Earthbound is a somewhat better game than Mother 3. I think Mother 3 mechanically does some interesting things, but I think Earthbound is the one that at least the writing is a lot sharper. Um, and maybe it's not as polished, but there's a stronger message, I feel, at the end of it. Then again, I haven't finished Mother 3 yet. I'm in the process of playing it. Yeah. Uh, but you know that that's just how I feel about that. I wanted to back up really quick though when we were talking about the localization issue. Um, some companies, big companies, have used fan translations before. I think Xseed uh, or one of the Yeast games. I always say that you know kind of with a pause because I'm not sure if I said it <laughs> right. Live, but they yeast, yeah. yeast games, the yeast yeah. games, yeah. <laughs> Cooking Mama. Are we yeah, they uh, they uh, RPGs. Uh, yeah. They um, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they used fan translations either for Ultim Felgana or something. One of the other like one and two. I'm not entirely sure, but that that has happened before. But the weird thing is, I don't think. As much as Nintendo fans love Nintendo, Nintendo never really shows that. Like, it's never reciprocated, you know, reciprocated yeah, in any yeah. way back. Um, you know, they they don't do these really big. Like, you know, there's not a big like Nintendo fan extravaganza outside of Club Nintendo. There's no real way to tell like yeah. what what they really yeah, think. I mean, they take this also, free dumb calendar another year in a row. They well. spent the <laughs> '90s like systematically shutting down every Nintendo fan project there was and fan sites and people were like, I'm making my own link to well, even now. Or even this YouTube thing. Yeah, claiming copyright on Let's Plays. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Like, blocking streaming. Yeah. Even yeah. for us, even for IGN, we, we can't necessarily kid, use Nintendo And those poor kids videos. who tried to do that Pokemon RPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Pokemon Cease Generation. and desist. Did they get us? Sorry about that. Is that real? Let's hope not. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I mean, it's it's true. You make a good point. I mean, and and which is especially funny considering that Nintendo fans are like the most diehard fans like in yep. this industry. Yeah. Like they're, they're also, like, I mean, the, the whole way this 
whole Earthbound thing happened too. It just shows how completely strange they are. I don't want to say clueless because they're calculated and they're methodical, but they're also completely fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And like, I woke up one day and it was just like, "Hey, Earthbound's on the eShop." Like, what? Yeah. yeah. How is this not something that like, you are was like no, announcing? There was no like guys yeah. for weeks and weeks. So they did. About it, so yeah, in April they said it is coming to the eShop, okay. but they never gave a date. They everyone just said thought it was later be fall. this year. Yeah. And everyone thought fall. Right. And there away. was no like like Jose. You we were talking about it that yeah. day. Like there was no like fanfare. There was no like all right guys, Earthbound's coming next week. Here's a history lesson. Here's an Earthbound sure. site that launches ahead of time. Here's yeah. a YouTube video explaining why it's special. Like it was just like games out launch trailer. You can get the strategy guide. Boom. Yeah. And, well, like, in, yeah. Well, and interestingly <laughs> enough, you and I were also dreading that if it does show up in the fall, is it just going to be completely like for, missed because of yeah. all the big games that'll yeah. be coming out? Sure. New systems will be coming yeah. out. Yeah. Like it would have been a mistake yeah. to put it out in the fall. GTA Five. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's like that would. That, yeah. That feels. Like I wonder if they that would do that about they, America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I wonder if they do that so they're not like, hey, Earthbound's out in two weeks, and people are like, what's that? And they Google it, and four searches down is like the ROM to. To you know, to play just it download. Right yeah, there and, maybe yeah. that. Maybe I think they just true. do that lightning in a bottle thing where they're just like, boom, here it is, and everyone's like, ah, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was cool seeing that Nintendo Direct where they actually like said like it, as soon as it showed like the the intro of the game, it's yeah. like, holy crap! Yeah. Well, like, it's how, like how cool was it to see or found reviewed on IGN and Scott yeah. Thompson gave really it a nine. Cool. He yeah. gave it a nine, it's and really Marty cool. had the best. Uh, I mean, what, what did I want the pun to be smashing? He wanted it to be That's smashing I underneath I the, the opposite of poo, the yeah. opposite of poo, yeah. yeah, or smashing, yeah. Just <laughs> no, but it was it was really cool as, as Earthbound fans to see that sure. because you know here's a game that historically, at least commercially and critically, at least when it came out, was not considered all that great, sure. and then it's like whoa, you know, nine point oh. Yeah, it was, it was awesome to go to IGN that day and see like the the characters in the cover images yeah. like, across the homepage. Yeah. Just like wow, this is really surreal. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think uh, so. Reed from Starman.net had this tweet the the day the Earthbound.nintendo.com went up, and he was like, "This is the first Earthbound site like in my life that I have not been a part of." And even seeing the URL is like a out of body experience. Like, yeah, and that yeah. was like such a poetic way to put it. Like mm-hmm. these are it has been so long that people have been waiting for this. And it's just it's really cool seeing tweets from people playing Earthbound for the first time or people who have all this nostalgia and love for the series who are coming yeah. back to it. And yeah, it's really awesome. I, I I agree. We should totally eventually do like a, a more detailed series mm-hmm. retrospective episode because yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah, just for really sure. quick. I, mean, I was at Comic Con last week and I woke up one morning and I didn't I didn't know that the game had launched. I don't know, I just didn't I don't read. You were drunk and still drunk. drinking. I was probably yeah. still drunk and still drinking. Uh, no, but I went to the Nintendo Lounge uh, where they had all these Wii U games, all their E3 games, you know, Mario, Donkey Kong, and Pikmin playable. And I get in, and all of a sudden, this new Earthbound trailer is playing, and there's a big Earthbound banner, and it's like available now. And I'm like, like what, the what happened? How long did? Well, like, how long was this bender that I went? Out? Yeah, but it was amazing. Like, people were gathered. Did you think around. you woke up in like an alternate timeline? <laughs> What? There is no IGN.com. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and just people gather around it, watching it, taking pictures of the sign. I'm like, holy shit. That's this so is cool. Amazing. Yeah, 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 it was so cool. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've sort of hit the, the limit of this discussion. Uh, yeah. I want to thank you guys for, for coming in for this thank very yeah, awesome. impromptu you. episode yep. very quickly. Uh, maybe mention one thing that you're working on this week. Uh, it doesn't have to be Nintendo-related or that you want to point fans to and how they can find you on the internet. Oof. Okay, uh, I am at Garfep on Twitter, G-A-R-F-E-P. Um, what am I working on this week? Jeez. Uh, I, well, actually, the, the thing I'll be working on mostly this weekend and early next week, I can't say quite yet, but uh, check back on IGN on Tuesday and you'll actually find out. What a tease. Yeah. It's a good tease, though, and it's a good thing, so yeah. you guys should check it out. Yeah. Uh, not Nintendo-related, just if you were wondering. 
Um, Monday, come to IGN.com at noon Pacific time to watch Up at Noon with Roger Craig Smith, who is the voice of Batman in Arkham Origins. It's also the voice of Ezio, voice of Sonic the Hedgehogs. We had him run through a whole bunch of voices. We've gotten a lot of voice actors on the show recently. They're always a lot of fun, and this was probably one of my favorite episodes yet, so... And I, coincidentally, one of the most Nintendo friendly because he's Sonic and he's, uh, you know, Arkham Origins coming to Wii U. So. Yes, yeah. yes. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's very surreal to see the man behind such big action games like that and realize he's a kind of short, nice man. <laughs> Not a big brawler. But. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, and uh, I don't know. The, uh, the, the, I don't know if I can promote other podcasts, but the uh, episode could. of uh, Unlocked we were on the other day was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we had a good conversation. It was kind of. Jose's, yeah, I'm uh, jealous of Ryan podcast. McCaffrey. He has the best radio voice and the oh, best really delivery. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. can do the best impressions of like the Heath Ledger yeah. Joker and all yeah. these like random I cannot match up to that at all. So I have to do I it through planning. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. I can't. He's too good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, check that out. That was fun. Okay, uh, and your Twitter handle, sir? Oh, it's uh, at McBiggity, two Gs and two Ts. Okay, and I am at Jose Otero. Uh, this week I wrote an sort of a feature slash preview. I mean, it's about a game that didn't come out in America, but it, it is uh, tangentially related to Animal Crossing. It's called Tomodachi Collection. Um, New Leaf is the recent installment on 3DS that came out in April. Or an article just explaining what it is. And uh, Wait, is it, is it New Leaf? Oh, excuse me, New Life. Oh. <laughs> yeah. what is, so, I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Getting a little close there. <laughs> Thank you. No, but it, even it's got the, Tom like, the, Knock, the guy that works the... <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's Nintendo made. No, it's, 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 it's not a knockoff like that. But uh, it's interesting. You should check it out uh, on the site. And if not, um, and also you can find me on uh, Twitter, Jose underscore Otero, O-T-E-R-O, my last name. Awesome. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Jose. Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.